0: Hello, and welcome to sharing real hope. My name is Mike Hall. Keep your behavior excellent before the Gentiles. Those were the words that Peter penned to a group of people called aliens, exiles, strangers, sojourners. They were people that were living in what is now modern day Turkey. They were running from Nero's persecution. They were aliens and strangers, and what that means is even though they were citizens of a certain country, now they're in a different country living among those citizens, and they were aliens in a more important sense. They were citizens of heaven, still living on this earth and living in difficult circumstances, living where... Persecution was escalating and uh, being in a place of maybe not uh, comfort, but discomfort. Peter is writing to encourage them. He's writing to tell them how to live. And he says, keep your behavior excellent before the Gentiles. That phrase literally means live the way that we bring honor and glory to God in front of unbelievers. And he gives, starting in chapter 2 of 1 Peter, verse 11, all the way through chapter 3, verse number 8, he gives a very important, very important instruction as to how to do that. He says there are three areas ...that uh, you can really stand out, that you can really be excellent. And those three areas require submission. Submission to government, submission in suffering just like Jesus did... ...and then submission in the marital relationship. And that's where we are. We were there on the last podcast and we're finishing that up today on this podcast. The marital relationship is one where you put two human beings together who are marked by uh, sin. They've been marked by sin. We all have been. Two sinful people together. uh, Hopefully two people that have been saved, two people that love the Lord Jesus Christ, but they still struggle with sin. When you put two sinful people together in close proximity, uh, you've got a challenge on your hands. And so what happens is, in the world at large, among unbelievers, uh, those marriages many times don't go so well. And there are issues in those marriages. And and uh, unfortunately today, I am sad to say that even in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, even so-called Christians struggle in marriage. And um, I'm told that the divorce rate is almost equivalent in the church as outside the church. And I look around and I see uh, other things happening in in marriage. I see uh, people living together, not married, not thinking anything of it. As a matter of fact, uh, there are... Uh, there is a mindset that says, uh, you, you know, take take the whole thing for a test drive before you make a commitment. Go ahead and live together. And if it doesn't work out, you can go your separate ways. And and that mindset is very prevalent today. And it's attack an attack on marriage. And then there are marriages that, although they're together and uh, at least for the time being, staying together, those marriages are are not what God intended them to be. So when we submit to one another in marriage as God has asked us to do. It stands out. It is uh, a, a light to non-believers, to unbelievers. And so Peter here in chapter 3 verses 1 through 6 is talking to wives and, and uh, telling them to submit to their husbands. And, and just to throw an extra kicker in there, Submit to non-believing husbands because through their godly lifestyle, uh, Peter said, you will win your husband. He he says this in uh, verse number one, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives as they observe your chaste or pure and respectful behavior. And so, Peter assures them, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that um, the way to win a non-believing husband is to live in a godly, submissive relationship, and, and through that, without a word, without preaching to them, without nagging them, there is the opportunity for them to be one. To the Lord. Now, on the last podcast, and I'm not going into that now, I talked about what it means for a wife to submit to their husbands, and it doesn't mean what a lot of people portray it, and I will say it doesn't mean that she's inferior, that she is a doormat, that she's under despotic rule, it doesn't mean that she submits to all men in general, uh, but it, he, she submits to his leadership, to his headship. And, and that is very important. And as I said on the last podcast, there are numerous examples in the Word of God of godly women who were sharp women. For example, Proverbs 31. The Proverbs 31 woman was a businesswoman at home, and she had a charge over a staff at, at, at her home. And she was an, a woman of excellence, And God is sending a message there in that. And there are numerous other examples in Scripture where God used women. And so uh, there is a very clear verse in Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, where he says there's no difference. There's neither male nor female. There's neither Jew nor Greek. We are all one in Jesus Christ. And so that is an extremely important thing that we, we need to keep in mind. As I closed the um, as I closed the podcast out last time, running out of time, um, I failed to mention. I wanted to, to say that godly women, through their godly lifestyle, putting a priority emphasis on the inner life above the outer woman. Is is what uh, will attract the attention of an unsaved husband and will uh, get his uh, spiritual curiosity up and and possibly him come to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what this means when it says your adornment must not be merely external, braiding the hair and wearing gold jewelry or putting on dresses, <clears throat> but let it be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable quality of a gentle, quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God, and so. So the idea there is, uh, ladies, focus on your inner life. Focus on growing in Christ. Focus on being that godly woman. Be adorned with godly character qualities. It is not saying don't take care of the outer appearance. Of course you're going to do that. Go ahead and, and do what it takes to to. Uh, to be attractive and so on—that—that is—that—that's uh, okay. But don't make that your first priority. Uh, make that a priority behind the greater priority of being a beautiful woman inside before Almighty God, and it radiates outward, outwardly for sure. Well, verse seven begins with a word to the husbands, and it says, "You husbands, in the same way." live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker since she is a woman and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. And so here, uh, the Apostle Peter is now turning to the husband and he's saying, husband, in the same way. What does he mean by that? Just the same way as I told the wives to submit to their unbelieving husbands, I am now telling the husbands to submit to their unbelieving wives, and of course that would go also to believers as well. What we're talking about here is mutual submission. Again, the world and many in the church twist this concept, and they they uh, they go against it, and because they don't understand it. Very clear in the Word of God. If you go back to Ephesians chapter five. Uh, Verse uh, 18 says that we are not to be drunk with wine, but we are to be filled with the Spirit, controlled by the Spirit. And it goes on to give some characteristics of that. And when you you come down to Ephesians chapter 5, around verse uh, 21... It begins to talk about submission and tells the wives to submit, and then it tells the husbands to do the same thing. It is a matter of mutual submission. That can only happen under the direction, leadership, control, filling of the Holy Spirit. Mutual submission is what this is all about. So it's not a matter of wives submit to the husband who is the almighty uh, uh, leader in the home, but it's rather husbands submit to your wives in an understanding way, it says. Live with your wives in an understanding way. What does that mean? Well... Without a doubt, it means you need to be a student of your wife. We need to be students of, of, of the wife. We need to understand what their needs are. We need to understand what their strengths are, what their vulnerabilities are, and become a godly servants of our wives. Serve them. Uh, care for them. You know, uh, in back in Ephesians chapter 5, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for the church and you know jesus died for the church now i don't think the lord is calling on us here to die for each other i mean that that may be a case an extreme case but but to die to ourselves die to our own selfishness and as husbands will serve our wives you know um there are ways to serve our wives and in ephesians again chapter five uh it tells us that we to we're to nourish them and cherish them uh even as we would our own flesh and and we as christ uh works in us to present us uh, as a glorious bride to uh to 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 the father we are to work and serve and minister to our wives in an understanding way so, so that uh, we can present her to be the best that she can be in Jesus Christ. It is a matter of doing that. It is servant leadership. Servant leadership by example. Live with them in an understanding way as with someone weaker since she is a woman. Now, uh, again, somebody's going to twist that. Uh, what it simply means is in general, in general, women tend to be weaker physically, physically. Uh, muscle, muscle distribution is different. And so uh, this is nothing more than that. Men are not superior to women. Men are not superior to women, and that's not what the Scripture is teaching here, but rather it is teaching that we are to be protective, we are to be honorable toward them, respectful toward toward the wife, and that, that is very important. As a matter of fact, it goes on to say, show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life. The grace of life is a way of saying marriage. Marriage is a grace of life. It's wonderful. Your fellow heirs there, your equals there in 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 many senses, different in function, but equals in a sense. And so... God is calling on men to treat the women that way so that their prayers will not be hindered. And what that means is if you're praying for an unsaved wife, if you don't treat her right, that's going to automatically hinder your prayers. And so we are called to live in a way before a watching, unbelieving world in our marriages that that calls for mutual submission, mutual respect, mutual love, and caring for one another. I hope that that's the case in your life. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.